God, thank you, brother. I want to ask if you'll please stand with me in prayer right now. I want to ask you to pray with me in agreement that we would receive this word. There, there was so much in what he was saying. There was so much meat. There was so much gold in what he was saying. And, and we have a tendency, me, you, I know we all do it, to where we will hear things. And we'll hear certain words and we'll hear good teaching. You've got an awesome pastor and you get to hear the word of God so much, you can get to where you will take it for granted. You can get, you can get to where you hear a word from Almighty God. Those of you who speak, let you speak as though it was the oracles of God. You can hear the word of Almighty God by inspiration of the Holy Spirit coming through somebody and let it fly right through you. Let it go right past you and then walk right out of this room, walk right out of this building and live your life as if you had never heard that life-changing word from God. And I want to ask you on purpose to decree with me right now that that will not be you. That will not be me in the name of Jesus. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy and your grace. And we receive it right now. Father, as we continue to partake of your word of life. As we continue to receive from you. Father, we thank you for this privilege. We will count this as a privilege from you. To receive your anointed word. To receive your life-changing word. Father, we personally know people who go through the motions, who sit in church services for years, and they are not changed. They are not truly received from you. Father, we see this as a privilege to be in this place receiving spirit-filled, anointing, life-giving preaching. And Father, we on purpose allow it to change us. Faith to faith. Glory to glory. We receive it right now, God. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And everyone said, Amen. 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 You may be seated. I, I want to speak to you about what we must know. What we must know. I wrote this in the back of my Bible. And I want to read through this because I meet so many people on my job as I go through life. And because of false religious teaching, they see God as the problem. And I want to read this to you. God is not your enemy. God is not your problem. God is not causing you to suffer. God is not stealing from you. God is not making you sick. God is not allowing bad things in your life to teach you something. God does not hate you. God sent Jesus Christ to die in your place because he loves you. God has given you access to his life, to his name, to his power, to his authority, to his Holy Spirit, to his promises, to his armor, to his miraculous gifts, to his very nature, to his abundance grace, his mercy, his love, his joy, his peace, and his purpose. He has given you the keys to the kingdom. Luke 12 and 32, fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. That's the God we're talking about. Now, if you've grown up in church like most of us, some of us have, and you've heard teaching that was totally contradicting that, 
God is the real problem in your life. God might be blessing you or he might be cursing you. God may have killed that baby. You never know what God's going to do. And I'm telling you to on purpose, repent of that. On purpose. The word means turn. On purpose, turn from that mindset. Turn from that. Because I'm telling you, if you've been around that, if you've listened to teachers like that, if you've, that is still there. If you've, if you've heard that, and now you've heard the teaching of God's word, you've heard the truth, and you go to stand in faith and receive from Almighty God, and you can still hear that voice of doubt and unbelief, saying, well, you just never know. And may, maybe this is God, maybe this is the devil. You Don't push against that too hard. Maybe God's doing that. And nobody wants to resist God. And what you will do, if you're double-minded that way, you'll be unstable in all your ways. You'll not be able to receive from God. And then you'll start blaming God. Why are you doing it, God? I did pray. I did fast. I did the things the preacher said. And it's not... It's not working because you're not seeing it as an already finished work. You're not seeing it as already done. And you'll have that double-mindedness. But you and I have the ability to tell that voice of doubt to leave in the name of Jesus. In many cases, there's a religious spirit attached to that. In many cases, there's a spirit of doubt connected to that that will come in. As soon as you face a situation or a circumstance where you're supposed to apply God's word, you're supposed to submit to God and resist the devil and see him run in fear. But then that thought will come, that fiery dart of the enemy come, that spirit of religion will come and say, maybe not. And whose job is it then to cast that out? It's yours. It is absolutely on me. I have to, as I'm submitting to God and resisting the devil, and I don't see it flee, I have to realize God's not a liar. God is not a liar. Whatever we read in the scriptures, I'm, I'm talking about what we must know. We see in 1 John, the book of love, praise God. We see in 1 John, 1 John chapter 5, I'm going I'm to begin reading at verse 19, I'm going to read this in the New Living Translation because of the way it's rendered. But in this portion, he shares out four main things that we must know. It's the end of this letter to the church that he's writing. And whenever we read through this, we'll see in these things. He says that we must know that we are the children of God. That we must know that the world around us is under the control of the wicked one. That we must know that Jesus has come to deliver us. And we must know because of this we will keep ourselves away from anything that attempts to take God's place in our lives. The way the word of God renders that is this way. 1 John chapter 5, 19-21 We know that we are the children of God. And the world around us is under the control of the wicked evil one. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we can know the true God. And now we live in fellowship with the true God because we live in fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the only true God. He is eternal life. Dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your heart.
Oh, you think about that. For so long in my life, I did not know those things. And, and even after the, the, the truth of God's word came to me, where I began realizing, wait a minute, I am a child of God. The world around me is under the control of the wicked one, and I am to come in as an element of change. The way Jesus said it, I am to be salt and light in this decaying world. And even when I started realizing that, the only real pushback that I got was from religious people. Whenever I would go see the unbelievers, when I would go see those who needed saving, who needed healing, who needed delivering, they would hear it and it would just immediately be a voice of truth. And, and, and they would become like a little child. Oh dear God, that's what I've been waiting for. But the one with a religious spirit, the one with a religious spirit would on purpose fight against it. They had already been hardened to it. They had already been so cold. They were lukewarm in this place where they talked about God, but they never experienced him. They talked about God, but they never saw him in their lives. And they became lukewarm, and it would make them violently angry if they saw someone on fire. It will make them violently angry when they saw somebody who had a passion and a life and a love for God whenever you would go to people and tell them, no, 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 this is not of God. You need to be healed in the name of Jesus. They would be that, that emissary, not of God, but of the enemy to creep up beside them and say, well, now you never know. They would be that voice of doubt. They would be that voice of unbelief. And, 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 and we can't get to where it makes us angry, but we need to be ready always with an answer when they ask about the hope that's within us because some will. Some will. Some will see the life of God in you. Some will see the light of the gospel in you. And even though they know, I know the Bible cover to cover, brother. <laughs> and even though they know they've been sitting in church for most of their adult life, they know that they haven't encountered him yet. I'm talking about what we must know, but I'm using that word know as the Bible word. When he said Adam knew his wife, he didn't mean he got her phone number and her address. He had an intimate relationship with her. There are things that we must know. And you can go to church, you can even pray, you can even read your Bible, but you must have this encounter with Almighty God. You have to know him. And, and if you're in here or if you're listening online and, and you have not been born again, you do not know Jesus Christ. You have not had an intimate relationship with him that is valid, viable, life-giving, and ongoing. If you do not know him, I'm telling you, you are wrong for that. Because... It's not on him. He has already sent Jesus Christ. He has already sent the Holy Spirit. And I promise you, he has sent person after person down your path telling you Jesus is the way. Sharing the gospel with you. If you have not had an encounter with Almighty God, I, I, and I don't know of, of a nicer way to say it, but I'm telling you, you're wrong for it. You have allowed a stronghold in your mind You've allowed something to come in and build up a barrier that God did not want in your life. Some thought, some idea, some teaching, some experience that you had that put a bitterness. 
And now whenever you're right on the prefaces and you felt it, you've been there where you were praying and everyone else was praying or maybe you were alone and you could feel I'm so close. I can feel I'm about to encounter almighty God. And no, everything's not about a feeling. I'm talking about something deeper than that. But you've been there to where you were just about to where, to where you knew I'm about, I'm right on the prefaces. You get that feeling like you're, like you're on the side of a pier about to jump off. You're on the side of, of something about to leap off and you feel it there and you just can't. You're just stopping short. I'm telling you there are some things that you must know. Not just intellectually. But you must have this encounter with almighty God this life changing encounter with God I want to share this verse but I want to share it in, in some other translations in Philippians Philippians chapter 2 13 through 15 in the New Living Translation and then in the Common English for God is working in you giving you two things he's giving you the desire and the power. I've talked to people who could not care less about the things of God. I've talked to people who did not want to hear anything about it. And then I've seen people who were in their brokenness and in their hurting. They were crying out to know more about God. That is a move of God. The fact that they even have any inkling of desire... To know God. To experience God. That is already a move of God. For God is working in you. This is something you have to know. You have to both know this intellectually. God's working in me. God's working in me. And he desires to work through me. But you also have to experience this. Allow it to take place in your life. Is what I'm trying to say. God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Amen. Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. I've not seen a more crooked and perverted generation than what we're seeing right now. But who's the light? You're the light. You are absolute. Jesus Christ, when he stood up and declared, I'm the light of the world. It wasn't even a chapter later before he said what? Behold, you are the light of the world. Whenever we see in the word of God, that's how we get there. That's why I did not live my life as a light where I was going for so long because I didn't know this. Oh, I could have told you this intellectually. I could have told you, oh yes, God worketh in me both to will and to do. He has good pleasure. Bless the Lord. <laughs> but I didn't know that. I didn't know it to the point to where I could walk into any situation without complaining, without arguing, and then I could shine like a light in front of a crooked and perverted generation. To where I could go to those people who were distorted, that's where the word crooked there, wicked, twisted, that's where we get our English word wrestle. I could go to a wicked person 
And I could go there in the light and life of Almighty God and be led by the Spirit of God because it's Him working in me both to will and do what pleases God. That's not pleasing God what they're living in. And I could go to them and I could be led by the Spirit. God, what do I need to give them? Because if I don't do that, if I do not go there and be led by the Spirit of God, if I'm just religious, I'll go there and browbeat them. Wow, you know that ain't right. What's wrong with you? You need to straighten up. Try harder. That's what, that's what you would do if you were not doing what the Word of God says. But I was religious and I have not yet had this encounter with God to where I'm experiencing this and understanding mentally, emotionally, and physically that it's God working in me, giving me the ability and the power to do what pleases Him. If I don't understand that and know that, I'll just end up being a religious hypocrite that goes and uses the Bible like a pair of binoculars to see what's wrong with everybody else instead of using it like a mirror to be changed into whose image? To the image of Christ. That same verse in the common English says it this way. God is the one who enables you. Oh, that's powerful. You feel like you don't have the ability. And I, and I tried to go witness. And, or I try, I just can't get the words. Because you're leaning into the wrong ability. Who is the enabler? Once you understand this. Once I grasp hold of this in a greater way. I began to lean into his ability. God is the one who enables you. Both to want and to actually live out his good purpose. That next verse, verse 14, do everything without grumbling and arguing so that you may be blameless, pure, and innocent children of God surrounded by people who are crooked and corrupt among... Wait, where am I supposed to be at? I'm supposed to be among those people. Just, just think about that for a moment. For too long, the American church says, no, I'm supposed to get away from those nasty people. Instead of realizing, wait a minute, I'm called to them. I'm called to them. I'm called to go to the hurting. I'm called to go to those who are broken. And I'm supposed to, as he says there, among these people, you shine like stars in the world. You say, well, brother, I've been trying to shine, but I ain't shining. You need to go somewhere darker than where you are. Yeah. It's not dark enough where you are because if you turn out all the lights, cover up all the windows, I can strike a little lighter and it'll be bright. As we go and we look around and as the world gets darker, I'm telling you, it's getting easier and easier to see people born again. It's getting easier and easier for those who are willing to step out in boldness and declare Jesus is Lord. And they respond. Well, the TV told me they didn't like that. The TV's a lie. You go out to these people and they have tried everything. They've tried sexual relationship after another. They've tried drugs. They've tried alcohol. They've tried whatever it is that the media told them to try. And it all came up short. They're still hurt. They're still broken. They're still dead on the inside. And now you come with the only real answer there is. And I'm telling you, they get that. They understand that. 
whenever they see somebody who knows it the way we're talking about knowing it. And whenever you know it this way, Mark chapter 16, the Great Commission, not the all right suggestion, the Great Commission, that becomes effortless to you. It becomes the natural outcome of me knowing who I am in Christ. It becomes the natural outflow of me knowing that I'm a child of God, that the world around me lies in wickedness. It becomes the natural outflow of me having this own purpose understanding that turned into an encounter with Almighty God. Me knowing this, that Mark chapter 16, 15 through 18 in the King James and Jesus said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them. Not that are just the super preachers, not just the called apostles and the ones who had a special anointing, but those who believe this will be the natural outflow out of their lives. And then he lists these four things. Deliverance. The empowerment of the Holy Spirit, supernatural protection and healing will be the natural outflow out of your life. The way he says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out demons. That's deliverance. They shall speak with new tongues. The empowerment in with and of the Holy Spirit. And they shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Supernatural protection from Almighty God. And they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover healing. This is what you're called to know. This is what you're called to experience. This is what every one of us is called to walk in in the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. And as we stand right now, I'm going to ask Pastor if you'll come. If you all stand with me right now, please pray into this with me. That every one of us would have a greater knowing, an encounter with Almighty God that brings us into this knowing where, where I know. I know in whom I believe. And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that that I've committed unto him against that day. This knowing is what's needed right now to change this entire community. We know it. We need to experience it more. Every one of us needs to grow in this. Every one of us needs to be more like Jesus Christ today than we were yesterday. And we receive it right now. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name.